Oh, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the, like the red thing and it's like, where did it go? I found it now. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be one of your hosts today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma. Hello, everyone. Today, we have really changed things up with our time zones. You know, typically, Emma records in the morning and I record in the evening. And so today we were like, hmm, let's try something different. And so it's morning for me and evening for Emma. And I think both of us are struggling really hard right now. So if this sounds really funny, it's because we're really tired. (laughs) You know, it's fine. You know, it's we had to like confirm what works. Just try it on the other side. Like we were we kept confirming too. like, okay, so I could do this time and this time. And we just like wouldn't commit. (laughs) It was like. We just have to commit. And I was like, okay, you know what? Tonight for me, in the morning for you. So it's currently nighttime. I think it's almost 11. What time is it? Yeah. It's 10.30 p.m. So which means that it's 8.30 a.m. for Chris. Woohoo! During spring break, I think that's what it is. It's the spring break. I'm not used to this. Oh, my gosh. But the great part about morning things, morning recordings, I've only, I think we've only done it like once ever before, uh, for me anyway, is that I get to try a more caffeinated tea. I don't I don't typically get to try those. So today I'm drinking an organic Nilgiri black tea from the mountainous region of Nilgiri in India. And yeah, it's from Bear Leaves Tea. It's truly just pure black tea leaves. And that's the only ingredient. And that's the only flavor. Uh, That's it. It's just black tea. Um, It's definitely one of those... I didn't. Um, again, I like to just try things when I'm just to confirm. And, um, yep, this one's just black tea. And it's definitely one of those like, hmm, why would I spend extra many on this like thing that I can get for less many and they taste the exact same? Maybe <laughs> my pl- flavor profile isn't developed enough, but, uh, <laughs> Your palate is not sophisticated enough for that pure black tea, I guess. <laughs> Clearly not. So I'm going to just stick with my um, H-E-B brand, Tazo, a little bit more affordable, because this is just like, y'all ship this all the way from India for what? <laughs> it's for the principle of the thing. It's for the tea the tea connoisseurs, the tea enthusiasts. Uh, um, well, you're drinking that fancy tea, and I'm drinking back to my... Good old, good old faithful celestial seasonings, honey, vanilla, chamomile. Do you say chamomile or chamomile? Chamomile. Chamomile. I don't know what the real answer is. I don't know either. It's like that Rui Bose all over again. <laughs> um, but so far it's all right. It's caffeine free, which I needed because if I drank caffeine at this time, um, yeah, I would probably be awake till 8 a.m. tomorrow. So <laughs> I didn't need that energy in my life, but. Yeah, that's one of my favorite celestial seasonings. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, it's mild. It's nice. It's like a, it's a chill tea. Yeah, it's not you know super. They also have a lot of uh, caffeine-free teas, which is why I like their brand in general. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of places like even green tea has 
as you saw with your conferences. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. <laughs> exactly. So they just have a lot of like caffeine free and they're more fruit flavored based. So it's just something to, you can drink it at 11 o'clock and not worry about, I don't know. Other people, I guess, can drink coffee whenever and they're fine. But like, I still will stay I think awake. Liars. I think that they don't get a good REM sleep if they drink coffee super late at night. But what do I know? Who am I to judge? You know? Mm. But I do, yeah. All of, because of this, um, box that I got from the Celestial Seasonings, it's an entire caffeine free box. So, and then, you know, going back to that, no single use plastic. It's all in one like container and then you just pull out the bags. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so far I really, I have not had one yet that I don't. Oh no, that's a lie. There was one that was kind of spicy and I was not a big, um, was it a chai? No. Spicy ginger. Yeah. It was a ginger one. And it like, kinda, mm-hmm. it like low key made my, my tongue like swell up. <laughs> <laughs> was it their honey lemon ginger? Oh, it might've been that one. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like artificial ginger either. I really like like I can just drink straight up ginger by itself. Um, which I know like ginger is an acquired taste, but yeah, that one was that one was not it for me, friend. Hmm. Interesting. Also I'm mad that I just knew that flavor. <laughs> but anyways, you know, I just know that brand pretty well. <laughs> Today's episode is super exciting because we talk about designing houses and buying houses and like the process of home ownership a lot. And so today we're kind of bird's eye viewing it, dreamland entering, and just really thinking about our favorite house design principles. So really just getting into if we were building a house from scratch, wherever we wanted, irrespective of like budget considerations and career, I would career, anything, all of that. Like, you know, we didn't have to worry about actually getting to work from where we live. It just, it all worked out. This would be our house design. Obviously, we know that, like, actually buying or building a house has more practical considerations. (laughs) But I think this is a good place to start. Like, what are your dreams? What are those things so that when we are actually looking into buying a house, we know... In some way, like, what are we actually looking for? What are things that are actually valuable to us? Things that we would put no matter what. Thusly, we could look for them no matter what. So that's our purpose today is to really start looking into the home process, mostly because the market's not good right now. So no one's really buying a house. So like, we can only really dream at this point. Mm, I'm just saying. (laughs) House market is not good for anybody. We not, we not doing any of that. So. Our first thing, you know, the the golden rule of real estate, I think, is location, location, location. 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 <laughs> so we got to start. Where is your house going? Like, where are you going to put this house? Where is it? Do you have a state in mind, a specific like site kind of thing? What's happening? It's so funny. It would not be a state, actually. It'd be going in Costa Rica. If I had to stay stateside, though, I think that I would be somewhere like Colorado yeah, I really liked Colorado. You know, it is kind of cold, but um, although I'd like to be next to a beach, but California beaches are dirty. Hawaii, there's just too much colonization going on. <laughs> I just ethically cannot go back to Hawaii. Um, yeah, so I think I'd go to Colorado and, you know, do that. Where would you go? I, I mean, like first I of all, know. it's your house. It doesn't have to be stateside. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's your I mean, house. Dream, dream house, it would be Costa Rica. Wow. So one of Emma's properties in the future will be <laughs> in Costa Rica. 
I would love to have an investment property there. Like if I fully understood how real estate works, like I would love to like Airbnb a place out there and then just have a place to stay. Um, I do enjoy, I just loved Costa Rica so much. Um, but yeah, where would your house be? Honestly, I, I'm not sure that I would actually move it out of Texas just because I think for a lot of like practical reasons, um, not being practical though, like, well, it's because, so, like, my dream house involves growing a lot of things. Mm. And, like, Texas being in the south. Like, that's why I can't actually move the house past a certain, like, what is this? The longitude? The well, latitude? Like the lati- the, I was about to say longitude, and then that sounded wrong. And then you said it, and I was like, okay, maybe I was right. I, I think it's latitude. I was really bad at geography, everyone. <laughs> I think it's latitude. So, I can't go a certain north latitude because things won't grow outside and so like my fully realized house involves a lot of gardening and growing and so it has to stay Mm -hmm. it has to stay in the south um and like the only place that i it just it would either be georgia or texas as far as like in the south um i'm not your boy's not messing with any of those like in between southern states i just you know, even Georgia, the, I'm kind of... The, hmm. the racism out there, even Texas sometimes, I'd be like, I, I don't know if it's really that safe in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so it would definitely be... And I haven't been international to say that I love a place so much that I would live there. I would hate to be like, yes, I'm going to commit to this place. And then plot twist, yeah. it's not great. Um, like I've been to Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico was nice and enjoyable. But also like it's a tiny island and... I'm really afraid of hurricanes, so like I just be getting them too. It's not even like a oh maybe there's a chance. Nope, it's a it's a yearly occurrence at this point. It's it's pretty regular, like um. So I think that's probably where it would be. I would probably avoid the coast again. Hurricanes and tsunamis are up there on my list of natural disasters I don't want to live through. So that would be it. That's my location somewhere where I can grow a lot of things. So like Texas, most likely you need land. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then how many houses, just kidding. How many rooms is your dream compound going to have? <laughs> I think it would have three, I think is like my max because a, I have to clean these. Yes. And even having two bedrooms has been so annoying. Why am I sweeping this room? Why is there... I don't even come in here. Why is there stuff here? Where did this come from? I don't understand. So three rooms max. And I think one... Because again, this is like long-term ideal. And it would just be like one is more of like a work space. So like it has an office. It has a gym. It has those types of things. And then another would be like a true guest bedroom. Just guest bedroom. That would be it. And then the master bedroom. And I think from there, I do like those houses that have like two different living spaces. They offer a little bit of like versatility, whereas one is a more like media centric space and one is like a true like sitting room. And so, you know, you take your like your midday tea or your coffee or your and then you just like you're in that room just chatting like it's really person focused as opposed to the other room which is more like we're watching a movie or more technology or playing a game like we're more technology focused and then a really large dining area and i would want an indoor and an outdoor dining area Mm. 
Yes. Areas. And, you know, the, the kitchen gotta work. Like we're, we're putting in work in this kitchen. I want two ovens. Two. I want two ovens. I'm just, I want two of them. Possibly two ranges and not like right next to each other. So I have a little bit of space to like Mm. work and stretch out and move and like really get stuff going or to host like my home competition cooking show. But like either, either way. And so I think, I think that would be the dream space with a, I will say I do want a like front miniature home that's more of a storefront for I want to host cooking classes about like you know farm to table cooking classes so like what are things that you can grow at home and then what do I do with all of these like tomatoes now that I've grown them Mm. what do I do so like that farm to table cooking class so like a front house that's really like a a store kind of thing it's mostly just kitchen and then we like put cameras in there and then we have our own food network show. Like, come on now. This is it. Like, girl meets farm who? This is Chris. I don't have to. Chris meets homeland, homestead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't ever have to leave house because I grow food there. My work is there. Like, I, I'm good. Self-sufficient. That's what we're going for. That is it. You know, with the way that the world is going right now, I'm going to need some self-sufficiency in my life. That is for dang sure. Um, I think that I. Okay, so I was even thinking about this, too, as we were like, okay, we're going to do our dream home episode. And I was like, bedroom-wise, I think I need at least five. Which, like, I'm currently in the three-bedroom right now, and I hate it. It's so much cleaning. Like, I don't even come into this back room where I record, yet there is always hair in here. Like, I don't understand. Where is all this hair coming from? Like, I know it's coming from my head, but... How is it in here? I'm so confused. Um, anyway, so yeah, I want five. And that's because, you know, and Chris also asked a really good, important question too. He said, is this dream home you and Isaac or is this like your dream home? And like, I think I always now I just kind of think of him in mind too. But I feel like with five bedrooms, like, okay, so like we would have a room and then I could have like at least two kids. And then that would still be three rooms, right? And then we'd have an office and then a fifth room for, like, guests or whatever. Or we could even have three kids because then that second, whatever. There's a, there's options. We got options. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it definitely in terms of, like, spacing-wise, though, because I've always imagined that my mom, like, regardless of where we lived, like, she would come with us. And so, but I'd also want her to have, like, her own home just because, like, I think that she deserves that. And it's not even like, oh, I don't want to live with my mom. It's like more like, I don't know if she wants to live with us. (laughs) And so, you know, at least then it's like she has her own space and like whatever. And like if she wants to come in for dinner, like, okay, obviously, or like, you know, vice versa. But it's not like she's obligated to have to like share the space with us. Right. Um, So, yeah, I think I definitely want like a mother-in-law, like a whole house almost. Yeah. Like, and she's always joked about like a tiny home right so you have to have enough land but Mm -hmm. if i were so thinking about my costa rica home though i'd want to have an outdoor and indoor kitchen and um an outdoor indoor living area because and then it was like compound style in one of the homes that we stayed in so like the owner of the house lived in like a completely separate house and there was just like a little bit of space and then it was our house and it was so nice she was like really sweet too she would like bring breakfast for us every morning and she was just like really sweet host but that was like i was like oh this is like so ideal like it's almost like a duplex but there's enough space between the homes that it's not like you're in each other's space right there was no walls being shared um whatever 
And then you kind of see that a lot here in Japan too, is like uh, families would build like compound styles with like the intention that the child would move out of the home into that like other home and then like take care of their parents. And then when their parents passed away, then they would like move into the main home and, you know, continue the cycle over and over and over, Um, which I kind of like that style too. But I digress. So yeah, I think it'd have to be at least a five bedroom home, three bath, four bath. I mean, why not make it seven at this point? <laughs> that's so many bla- that's so many bathrooms. That's so many toilets to clean. I was like, those are cleaning bathrooms are worse than cleaning bedrooms. Yeah, you're right. All I, I don't know even, for sure though ugh. is that I'd want to have I'd want to have an ensuite bathroom in the master for the master. Bathroom. Yeah, mm. I think that's like one of my like I would need to have that. Isn't that like a standard feature though? Not always. Oh, I've, I feel like I've always seen them, but I guess I haven't looked at older houses where that might not be the... Well, I guess I have seen, like, three-bedroom, one-bathroom homes where I'm just like... Right. What? what? Which, again, for me, works, but, like, this is a home. So, like, families lived here. How'd y'all make this work? But... You know what, though? Like, we grew up in a three-bed, one-and-a-half bath. So, like, it was really only, like, one tub, though. The half bath was in my parents' room, and it was just a toilet. Oh, it wasn't even a sink? No, it was a toilet and a sink. Was I was crazy. like, that sink really, like, it's, makes yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. at least all of us could still get ready in the morning. But mm-hmm. the shower situation was always a mess because, like, and then they would never let me take a shower first because I have a tendency to, like, daydream and use all the hot water. Mm. And, you know, hot water be going out. <laughs> Especially in older houses. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I would almost inter- enjoy, like, a shower room. That's not necessarily, like a full restroom it's truly just like a shower room mm. that's currently what my that's what my place looks like right now so it's a toilet is in a separate room because it's a very mm-hmm. sanit- it's more of a sanitary thing in japan that's why they put mm-hmm. their toilets in a separate room and then the opposite room is a shower tub so the shower mm-hmm. is like whatever and then you have like a tub like a soaking tub and like that's yeah. like standard in all japanese houses so you always have a, sh- a soaking tub because they're a very big bath culture here I, I actually I'm down. don't mind it because, like, I I think about it, too, and I'm like, there's been times where, like, Isaac's showering, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to use the bathroom so bad, you know? And so, in this Boop. case, like... Now they're separate. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're separate. Also, they're not inherently the same thing, like, the same function. So, like, I don't know. I guess efficiency. Yeah. But, mm. So, do you have, with all of these, like, designs that you see in mind, do you have, like, a design style, a, like, architectural style that really speaks to you, that really calls to you? Oh, like a Quaker. Did you just say Quaker? That's not even, (laughs) when I think, like, Mediterranean's, like, the first thing, like, Victorian style, you're just like, Quaker? Quaker, is that a style? Is that, (laughs) Cologne? We're not doing colonials, first of all. We're not doing no colonies. These colonizers be out here, and they stay out here with these homes. That's why whenever someone, like, on HGTV is, like, I'm with, like, a colonial-style home. I'm like, colonizer! Red flag. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Um, I don't have, like, a favorite style, but I do, like, oh, what is it called? When they, when the inside is, like, the carpentry was, like, done by... It's, like, very customized. Like, it was, like, done by someone who, like, knows carpentry. Like, that's their, like, oh, what is it called? A woodmaster. No. Okay, while you're, while I'm thinking about that, what kind of style is your favorite design style? I think, I have to really figure out if, like, the lines thing is, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, it's a, a temporary thing, or if it's, like, my life 
and I've chosen this. Um, or if it's just like a fad that I'm going through because it's the style. But I don't know. I, I know. I think I really like straight lines. Curves really agitate me. Uh, you just can't clean them as well. But I think it really would be like the, I like the glass and the windows because I'm a really big fan of natural, of natural lighting. And I think, yeah, I really think it would be, I guess, industrial, modern. I think those are the words. I think those are different though. Contemporary. There is an industrial architecture. I just looked it up for the types of home design styles. So the one Mm -hmm. I was thinking of was craftsman. I really like an American craftsman. We couldn't think of that word. I know. That's why I was like, I was even thinking in my head like crafter. I was like, Mark, but in my head, I kept saying marksman. And then I was like, maker's mark. And then I was like, wait, now I'm thirsty. Just kidding. (laughs) But then I also like low key love like a ranch style as well. I think that's the one with like all of the like, the nothing is understated in a ranch style. So like you, you chose the masonry on purpose to stand out. The wood is very specific on purpose to stand out. That's what I think of like ranch style. But like, okay, something that I do not like is, which I feel like is very popular in a ranch style, is when the front door doesn't have, like, it's just like your front door. Like, there's no entryway. I love an entryway. Like an atrium? Kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like an awning, like. Outdoors or indoors? Both. Like, I don't like it when, I don't like it when it's like flat and you just see the door and then that's it. I'm like, (laughs) Where is the design? Where is the inspiration? Where is the welcoming? <laughs> what if the door was like in a patio, like a large patio, front patio area? I would accept that because it's not like the house was flat. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is about the flat house that I just do not like. Um, you just I, showed up somehow? Yeah. Like, I don't like that. It doesn't feel welcoming to me. I also like a mid-century modern, but I think I'm just kind of like, I love that aesthetic. <laughs> I've never... <laughs> I've heard that when we watch um, HGTV a lot, but I don't know what that means. Mid-century modern. I think it's like it's the 60s, like very mod. Like I think of Brady Bunch when I think mm. of mid-century modern, but I don't know if that's correct. I Okay. I don't. I see this for you. <laughs> I love that for you. For you. I <laughs> would. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but this you also, is... like, we have such different aesthetics, though. Like, I can definitely see you in industrial. And it's funny that you say, like, oh, is this, like, a fad? No, because I've known you now for, like, five years. <laughs> it's always been your non-negotiable. It's that it has to be glass. It has to be, you know, silver or it has to be a metal. Because wood is so hard to match. It is. Because you could like... get, like, two things of mahogany and they still don't match. Mm. But that's, like, the whole point. I like that. I like that look when it, like, doesn't matter. And I know that that would, like, drive you nuts. hmm That's why I love that for you. I love that. that you. I love that you love wood. <laughs> I feel like you would have a great, like, antiquing house story kind of. That's your house aesthetic. Like, ah, I found this 
from this one antique store when we took a road trip to Nevada and we just had it shipped back to this home or we were walking the streets of Italy and we found this piece and now it's in our home. Like, mm -mm. that's literally me. I know. And that's like so mismatched. I think that would give you anxiety, but that's like exactly the type of life I want to live. I would enjoy flying to your Costa Rica home and you could tell me the stories of your furniture pieces. And then I'm going to stay in an Airbnb down the street (laughs) where everything matches. Where everything's from Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) It all makes sense. But I do enjoy, like, I think I would need to have, okay, which I guess we're moving now into, like, site features, is Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, sunlight, like, I would need to have windows. Like, I didn't realize how important windows were until I saw some of these apartments in Japan, and it literally felt like a shoebox with a tiny little cutout. So, like, as I was looking for apartments, I told them, like, I was like, I need windows, um, which I got, but it's not the sunlight that I like. Do you think it's not the sunlight that you like because it's Japan and the sunlight's different or? No, it's because like I don't get any sunlight. Are you in a north facing apartment? I don't know. Mm. That's my current struggle. I'm in a north facing apartment and it just. Is it too much light? It just. No, it's not enough. The north doesn't really get any. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So you really want. Even a south facing one gets more light. That's because like, somehow, I don't know. Like the one that everyone's more... Which is the one that everyone is, says is ideal? It depends on what you're going for. Uh, so again, like, north-facing has its benefits. Um, east is fine because that has, like, bright early morning sun. Mm-hmm. And so I do know that, like, in really hot places, you want north and east-facing windows because it's easier to keep the home cool in the evenings mm-hmm. when the sun is at its peak. Uh, but again, in places where it's a little bit colder, you'd probably want south and west facing windows so that you get more of the natural heating, uh, from the sun. But I think for me, I would want south facing windows because it's like perfect for indoor gardening. You get all of the light, but I'd have windows on all the sides. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Cause right now what I'm facing is that I only have windows on that side of the house. So like on in the room where I'm currently recording because it's under like when you come into the apartment like this is the one that faces your your entrance and there's mm-hmm. no like sun coming in this side so like I can't come in here and just like hang out and like want to read a book or whatever I have to stay in the living room where like I just kind of like catnap and like follow the sun as it comes through my window <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like it's nice though because it's never like super hot um mm-hmm. but at the same time like I don't get full Mm-hmm. ever so like also i think my plants too have to be kind of indirect light right now so yeah. mm-hmm. plus yeah. you can always put like a curtain on a window and then boom okay i got a little less sunlight you can never undo like if your home is not facing the right direction you can't like grab more sunlight <laughs> or, or like install a mirror like that's not how light works i'd rather have too much and then put a curtain on it yeah. than to not have enough because you can't ever undo not having enough light that's true. You put on here rain or water. Is that like a site feature? Can I just like say like, okay, I only want it to rain every third Tuesday. <laughs> so like, do you want a well on your place? Do you want like a stream or a river very oh. close by? Did you want there to be, I don't know, an ocean, a lake? Like what? Water is like a massive consideration because A, it can be unpredictable. B, it can cause erosion, which <laughs> has its own set of issues. Um, and then see if you're trying to grow things, that's a consideration that you need to have. 
That's true. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, okay. First of all, whenever people are like, I want to have a beach house, I'm like, you're an idiot. Dumb. <gasps> because beach houses are not, they're not good investments, everyone. Please do not buy a beach house. First of all, there's salt. There's salt erosion. That's a real thing. So your house that you thought was going to last for 30 years is only going to last for half of that. Then you have hurricanes. Then you have tsunamis. Then you have like, there's just so many things that can go wrong with a beach house. So There are fault lines along beaches in a lot of North and South America. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think if I were to live in Costa Rica, even if I were to live in, like, Colorado or something, I'd want to live next to a river, though. Like, I just love being near water. Um, a waterfall would be ideal, but... <laughs> you could uh, be next to the tallest one in Oklahoma. <laughs> what, 20 feet? <laughs> we went to it. You don't remember? Oh my gosh, was that really the tallest? That was, that was it. That was <laughs> Zero out of ten would recommend to a friend. Do not go there, everyone. And then remember we went to that terrible diner or that terrible Mexican food. Tex Mex. Yeah. It was yeah, it wasn't even Mexican food, it was Tex Mex. Yeah. In Oklahoma. It was <laughs> Sorry, Oklahoma, but that was not it. Big old yuck. Okay, besides that, what about you? Would you what kind of water features do you need to be near? I think I would need a well, because that means that there's underwater underground water available or a river i know a because running water is a lot safer than still water in terms especially like the summer with bugs i just Uh, oh my gosh mosquitoes love a good stagnant pond or that's how you get the malaria (laughs) mm -hmm, or even the edges of a lake i would imagine like that's why when you go on a lake, there's bugs everywhere because, like, the sides are really stagnant or can be really stagnant. So I think a river, it moves a lot more. And so there there isn't as much availability. It's it's still there. But, again, that water is super key uh, for swimming or for irrigation or for swimming. Maybe, like... <laughs> A whitewater river, you know, we can go right. No, I'm like, just kidding. Are you that a whitewater rafter is that why? Because then you need some, you know, class two falls. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, I feel like also those places. I feel like it has to be kind of rocky because whitewater means it's like rapid erosion, and regular soil would just disappear. Hmm. So those are probably like in rocky places, and rocky places aren't great for growing things. No, or living, but you know, people do it. <laughs> I think, though, that it's, like, lakes gross me out. I don't know how people have lake houses either because, like, leptospirosis, you should never put your head down in a lake. I just, I always need to tell this to people because I don't think anyone believes me, but lakes are gross. Like, I know, and I know I sound like a hater, like, people who have lake houses and people have, who have beach houses, like, great, yeah, you can afford it. Also, that maintenance is such a bee. Like, nerr. That's <laughs> 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 terrible. <laughs> I think I'm good. I recovered. Um, are you referring to like actual lakes or like Texas lakes? Both. Even like, especially Texas lakes because they are man-made. There's just something about them, especially after you told me about, is it Ladybird and how they have like mm-hmm. rebar in it? No, I don't need that in my life. It does have rebar in it because the dam broke and they didn't clean it out. They just built a new dam. Yeah, so don't build your house on Ladybird, and then, or better yet, if you do build your house on Ladybird, don't let your children go swimming in there, Christopher. <laughs> it's a city ordinance. You're not supposed to. You get in trouble, allegedly. In? Shut up. <laughs> I did. Many times. It was great. Um, I don't know. I feel like, again, an artificial lake versus, like, Lake Michigan, which is basically like a little freshwater ocean, mm-hmm. is different. I don't know. 
Lakes gross me out. Ever since I found out that you could get flesh-eating bacteria in your ears in bio class, I said no to lakes. You can get flesh-eating bacteria from the coasts in some places, so I'm looking at you, Galveston. I I was like, that's why I also don't (laughs) swim in Galveston either. (laughs) I'm just saying. It could be anywhere. When Isaac had proposed to me and, you know, we were in Houston, I was like, I hope he's not, like, trying to get me to get into this water right now because things that are not going to happen are... (laughs) You're about to die after I just got engaged. <laughs> you might get a shark attack. I don't know what could happen. That oh, is not God. the move. All right. Do you have any final non-negotiables? Things that you're like, this is going to be in my house. It could be something that's like a departure from a normal style. That You're just like, I want this and it has to look this way. Okay. So this is also just like very Japan centric. I need a bidet. And I know that's like... A bidet and also like a heated bidet. <laughs> Is that even a house design? Like I just I f- <laughs> no, it's just an, it's a feature that I need to have. My future home will have a bidet. <laughs> a heated bidet, mind you. <laughs> yes, because there's nothing worse than when you have to go to the bathroom in the m- middle of the night and it's cold. I <laughs> how do you don't know any <laughs> don't know anything about a bidet. Don't know how they work. I it's not an American thing, so I it's I can't. Not. Cannot confirm or deny the importance of this. Isn't it a whole separate fixture? Like, it's not... Yeah, so, I mean, really, it can just, like, go on any toilet. Like, it's just, like, mm-hmm. a seat that's around, whatever. But, yeah, so that's definitely... I mean, that's coming back to the States with me. I've already decided I'm buying one before I leave. <laughs> they have the ones here that you can install on your toilet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is basic... No, actually, I really don't know the mechanics of my bidet. But, Yeah. What is one of your not negotiables if you have any? I really have to have the really large kitchen and dining room. I am currently trying to figure out what made me think that a smaller kitchen would work out for me. Mm. And I hate it here. It's so tiny. So that's something that I can confirm. I spend too much time cooking things. To have a small kitchen, like it truly just does not work out, not ironically. So the large kitchen has to be present. It's going to be there no matter what. So I think that would be it. I think that that's like, especially because you are like coming into your own as your chef boy RD. I thought that was an interesting choice when you decided to opt for the smaller kitchen because that was our biggest qualm in your last place i think oh sorry going back to kitchens i think that would also be one of my non-negotiables it has to fit two people space is an important thing if i cannot if isaac and i cannot cook in the same place also because we like just we're large people (laughs) so we gotta be able to fit um yeah i agree with that like it just has to have enough space and you don't realize how much like counter space is so valuable (laughs) like i would almost even like take a room cut to have a nice big kitchen Mm-hmm. the counter space the like storage the storage when you can't when you open up the oven or the dishwasher and now your kitchen is impassable it just it doesn't work it's too much it's not enough it's not enough it's not yeah so that's my biggest thing that and i gotta be able to garden mm, yeah. we outdoor garden in here so I gotta figure that part out. So enough space to be able to garden and not be like in my neighbor's backyard. <laughs> like they're not like, oh, what is this plant and why is it in my yard now? Oops, sorry, eat the tomato. Like it is what it is. Six inches over your property line, sir. Please take your tomato plants back to your life. 
<laughs> Sorry, I ran out of space. They're going to stay here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, any final thoughts on your dream house that we are manifesting right now in the future in Costa Rica? Or Colorado. Greatness and, you know, Airbnb revenue growth and <laughs> my investment properties paying itself off. That's all I'm hoping for, you know, in this manifestation. Any final thoughts for you? No, my house is going to pay itself off too with my little farm to table kitchen cooking go. classs. Cooking so <laughs> we're not just out here having real estate. We're having real estate that is monetary. Yes. It is Let's paying itself off. Wow. Mm, in one generation. Look at that. Making it work. <laughs> All right, Emma, it's time for our rapid fire question. So I know you wanted to revisit one of our earlier questions about a fact from your life that you learned recently that everyone else was kind of like, oh yeah, duh. So it was really recently, Isaac and I were driving in the car and we were singing along to the song and someone was like, oh my gosh, can you believe it's a cover? And we were like, what? <laughs> and so this really popular Pacific Islander band that we like grew up with have sung this song forever. It turned out that it was a cover and we were so heartbroken. <laughs> it like still makes me sad thinking about it. Um, you know, there were definitely some hints that it was a cover, but we just didn't want to, you know, we just didn't want to accept it. So <laughs> it is what it is. But today, my rapid fire question is, what is your ultimate favorite breakfast to either cook or to eat? I really enjoy breakfast bowls where you just have a lot of ingredients that are your favorite and are cooked really well. So like mm. typically hash browns or the breakfast potato squares and then tomatoes oven roasted ideally, but tomatoes nonetheless, the little grape or cherry tomatoes, spinach, a really well done, not well done, an over easy egg because I like to tie everything together with like the gooiness of the egg. And then, you know, just other farm fresh ingredients. So that would be my idyllic breakfast is, and I know eggs are some, some cholesterol, but eggs, if I could have an egg every day, I would. So <laughs> that's my breakfast. Mine is, oh, mine is so dependent on my mood, but like my ultimate favorite breakfast is McDonald's pancakes. <laughs> Which people are like, that's not even real pancakes. Also, it's heated up in a microwave, y'all. I know, I know, but I love them so much. Um, but if I'm like going like really fancy, then my favorite breakfast is an eggs benedict with a good potato. I really did not potato. see the McDonald's coming. I just <laughs> flat out just got Regina George hit by a bus. Like. <laughs> I Jeez. love McDonald's pancakes and I love now that it's 24 hour breakfast. So it's part of that. So, so there's been some times where like, I just want McDonald's pancakes and a large fries and that's my dinner. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I really thought you were going with the eggs Benedict cause that's what I've seen you order a lot, but I guess we don't go to McDonald's. So I wouldn't have seen you order these pancakes. Pancakes and they're so good. I love them so much. Yeah. And I guess, but if I'm cooking for myself, like my favorite home cooked, uh, home cooked breakfast is spam eggs and rice, which that's like a solid, just like a, just hits the spot every time. Doesn't miss. Has all the three things. That works. Okay. So my rapid fire question today, I'm kind of really excited about. Okay. Let's hear it. If you could collaborate with a rap, with any rapper, 
who would it be? <gasps> That's a hard one. Tell me why, like, three automatically came to my brain. I was like, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> City Girls, and Meg The Stallion. <laughs> like, all three of them. <laughs> like, I don't even know where I would be able to spit on that rhyme, because honestly, all three of them would just, like, they would kill it. Kill it. Um. Oh, that's hard. Wait, or am I the rapper and I'm, like, featured on a singer's track? You're, it's a collaboration, so you're both, like, co-listed as the artist. Ah, I would love to, like, collab with Lizzo. <laughs> I love Lizzo. I think we would come up with such a fire collab. It Is she a rapper? A rapper, though? You know, she not, but... Why I'm angry? <laughs> <laughs> Or even, like, Cardi B. Like, I love Cardi B's energy. I really do. I think that... Yeah, I don't know, though. But, like, Nicki Minaj, you know, you got you got Meg The Stallion. She out here. She just graduated with her bachelor's degree. I love Nicki Minaj because she promotes education. Like, she's always like, go and get your education. Um, You know? And so is Cardi B. I just love that she's always like, go vote. And then I just like the city girls, you know? I know JT got locked up and whatever, but it's fine. She's out. She's free. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Who would you do yours with? It would be Megan the Stallion, like the Stallion, like the the Stallion. That's like easy Texas, right there. Exactly. I mean, it's Houston, but like it's fine. Like it's still Texas. Like it's it is what it is. You know, maybe we could um really pull Beyonce for another Texas remix. You know, oh my like gosh. I know the question was rapper, but I'm just saying. Exactly. If I can have Lizzo, you can have Beyonce. That's fine. Also, is I'm it just saying, from Houston as well? I don't know. Is she? Could you imagine? Houston out here just producing I feel all like the talent. Is. You know what it is? It's because it's so hot down there. It's the humidity. It just like makes them develop these, I don't know, maybe their vocal cords, something out there. <laughs> she was born in Detroit and she moved to Houston. Ah. She moved there when she was 10. So like, oh, she's like about that. as, she's about as from Houston as you're going to get. Right. You don't remember the first five of those ten years anyway, so like Exactly. Oh, that's, that's a fine. good one. Oh, I love that. Oop, I can't throw on that question. But anyways, Emma, where can people find the podcast? You can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Crema. You can also find our podcast on any of your streaming platforms. If you'd like to support our tea habit and buy us a cup of tea, you can also find us on Venmo at the Tea with Karma. We hope to see you next time. Bye!